Hello and welcome to another Spodcast. In this episode, we start off talking about shamanic drums. So that's why we've got the the drumming at the beginning there. And that leads us into a conversation about the film The Joker. Enjoy. You haven't, you're not going to run out and buy some shamanic drums, then. <laughs> no, I might now have to. Oh, you might have to now, yeah. Get, to in ca- get into character. Listen to, he said, you know, all you've got to do is go on YouTube. I was going to say, shamanic drums. There's going to be loads of um, and uh, just sit quietly and you'll meditate. Yeah. Well, no, you don't have to. You don't even have to meditate. Do you drum... have to play the drums? <coughs> no, just drums? listen to the drums oh, okay. and they'll get you to the theatre level. Right, right. And that's where. And once you're at the theatre level, then what, what happens in then? Well, then your your spirit guide or animal will come to you right. in a vision. In a vision. He said that um, so how's the first it time he on? did it... Um, did he say what your spirit animal was? Yeah, he said it was a, a cartoon penguin. Right. And he said that... <laughs> Not even a real penguin, a cartoon Yeah, one. he said apparently that is what happens the first time. Oh, okay. Because... You'll that see. is how we see animal. We anamorphosize yeah. the size of the Anamorphosize them. And he was like saying, "Oh, there's, there's the." Was it that? Was it that penguin from Fight Club? Was it that one? She keeps seeing. Isn't that going by a car? Keeps seeing a penguin. Oh, is it? Actually. Yeah, it's a penguin. It's like a CG penguin, and, it, and all it says is slide. Oh, Do you right. remember that? Oh right. She keeps seeing, and then they end up in like some sort of um, snowy. Uh, I don't know how they get there now, but she she's in like a cave and it's just like a an a, a oh, ice cave and there's a fucking fucking penguin <laughs> CGI penguin. I was talking of you know get back to movies briefly because this could you could edit this in. I was reading about Fight Club and how um, Fox really hated it oh. and they really <clears> didn't um, understand it and um, it was missed. It was misadvertised or mispromoted as like a macho. They up, they sort of emphasised the Fight Club part of it, mm. so it looked like it was just like um, a sort of yobbish, yeah, you know, Ultimate Fighting Championship mm. movie. Yeah, you know, it was like cage fighting. They kind of up that and all the satirical stuff and that they downplayed because they just didn't really understand it. And the guy who brought another thing I didn't uh, realise is that. Um, who's the fucking writer? Palachuk, is it? Chuck, Chuck Palachuk. He wrote books, didn't he? Oh, yeah, I know the name. Yeah. Anyway, he's only paid ten thousand dollars for the for the rights. (coughs) Yeah, Chuck Palachuk, I think his name is. He's done quite a lot of. There's another film um, called Choke that he did. It's maybe quite good. I've never seen it. It's about people who get off on being choked. Choke fetishists. Um, But apparently, it's quite a good film. But um. I remember it. I remember it coming out, but but um, yeah, basically, um, it was going to be a low budget thing, and then when Pitt got involved, that's when the budget skyrocketed, um, and obviously David Fincher was on board, wasn't he, to mm. direct it, and um, the guy who brought it to the studio, the producer, basically, it ruined his. He got fired from Fox, basically, and Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch, Murdoch hated it. Oh, right. Despised it, really wanted, want, really wanted it buried, really, mm. um, and it did better over in Europe and than it did in America. It kind of really tanked in America, 
but I think the Brits kind of and Europe kind of got the mm. you know the the comedy and the satire out of it. Um, but now obviously it's 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 um, regarded as a classic, isn't it? Mm. <clears throat> well, they were bringing it up because they were saying it's for, for some reason, which I don't understand why, and this kind of gets onto what we were going to talk about, is that it's being compared to Joker for some reason. I think because it's counterculture stuff. Yeah. Well, that's what that's how they're trying to market sort of Joker. Anti, anti sort of establishment society, isn't it? Yeah. So, like, so I, I, I kind of, yeah, I kind of understand the comparison, but it's you know, Fight Club's in a different league altogether. Mm. To be honest with you, um, I wouldn't even put. They've tried to compare Joker with Falling Down as well, like in that whole. They've lumped it in with all those other sort of anti-establishment, yeah. counterculture kind of mm. movies, but. It, it is it is fundamentally quite a shallow film, Joker. I I don't quite get all the acclaim no. for it, but I guess I really wanted to see it, and now I'm not sure I do. Well, I was thinking about it the other day. I was thinking, you know, this might sound very um, dismissive, but to me, it's the millennials' idea of Taxi Driver. That's how I see it. It's like it, it's if a millennial made Taxi Driver today. Even the fact that it's got Robert De Niro in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it must that must be like a nod to. Well, there was. That. I don't know how true this is, but again, it's the internet, so it could be bullshit. But I was reading that that originally, Scorsese was in line to direct it, oh, or, right. or at least produce it. We would have had a producer credit on it, which makes kind of sense, really, because it is so clearly influenced by mm. his stuff. Um, I'm not sure he would have wanted to uh, direct it. What but. was the, the the other film that De Niro was in? comedian the king of comedy yeah the king of yeah comedy. i mean yeah if you merge taxi driver with the king of comedy mm. that, that is effectively joker yeah. it's nothing new mm. i think if you if your film knowledge is is fairly limited then you might think well it's groundbreaking it's mm. but yeah i couldn't help watching it be reminded of other better films mm. that's the thing not that it's a bad film mm. it's just Covering old ground. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. It yeah. is covering old ground. But nothing it? new to say. Not really. No, no, no not. I mean, I, I guess, no. This, I suppose, shoehorn horning it into the the DC Batman universe, make you know, is a twist on it. But even then, the, the sort of the kind of comic book stuff seems like a bit of an afterthought. Really, mm. it's, it's, yeah, it's an origin story for Joker, and and Bruce Wayne, aka Batman, is in it as a young child. Mm. But even then. It doesn't quite add up because I was having this conversation with Ben Jones about it. Like, um, whacking thinks he's too old, really, because mm. um, Bruce Wayne is probably about twelve in the movie. So, chronology. Not that I'm so up on the comic book, but chronolog chronologically, I would have thought whacking Phoenix should have been more Bruce Wayne's age. Right. So they've had to sort of because because if. You know, if Batman, if Bruce Wayne's to grow up to be Batman, say he's in his twenties, yeah, then you know you could add another fifteen years, say, onto onto Joaquin. Mm. Joaquin's probably forty something now, isn't he? Is he nearly our, is he our age? He kind must of? be our age, yeah. So sure. you're looking at he's going to be, or he's going to have to be, sort of in his fifties. Yeah. So you're going to have a fifty-year-old Joker fighting a twenty-year-old mm. Batman. It doesn't mm. kind of no. The timing's a bit out, but they've said it's kind of not really tied in with any of the Batman comics or, or, or you know, uh, lore, but then then why bother doing it? Mm. Why tie it into Batman? Why, why call it Joker? Why not make it just about a guy who's losing his marbles? Mm. And, 
And that's what my, I think my main um, criticism, not what, you know, my, you know, my main problem with it is it'd probably been better if it, it wasn't even tied in with the Batman stuff. Mm. If it had been a character study about a guy who's marginalised and, you know, he's, he's having to look after his mum <coughs> and he's sort of on the edge mm. and, you know, he can't get medical help and all the rest of it and there's no... Uh, social security agencies to pick up the slack and look after him that might have been a more interesting story but it's like they've had to kind of they've done a bit of that but then they've they've sort of had to tie it into Batman mm. yeah you know, it makes it just a little bit of an empty yeah sort of superficial experience really unlike your taxi drivers and your and your um, falling downs and your mm. fight clubs which were more pure. They're pure. The idea's purer. Yeah. It's like the it's like the, the comic book stuff dilutes the story. Is trucks a word? My main truck with the film. Yeah, I think it is. Oh, yeah. that's, that's my main truck with it anyway, is that it, it, uh, it, you know, the comic book stuff seems very perfunctory and bolted on and, and dilutes the so story. So, you're not going to see Joker and Batman, like... Joker well, no, I, well, I, I, I guess it, this film's made loads of money, so it, it's it's not unfeasible because money talks, doesn't it, in Hollywood? Mm. But you know, um, Robert Patterson has, is is the new Batman. Oh right, oh, I yeah, he's been cast. I don't know how old he is. He's still in his twenties. Is he still twenty? He's not thirty yet. Maybe early thirties. Okay, I'm not sure how old he. But but so he's Batman. I suppose could it work? A thirty-year-old? Well, if Joaquin's fifty. 30 and 50, I suppose it could, but then, you know, would that work? Because I suppose it, I suppose it might kind of work actually, without thinking about it, because, but how would it work? Because if, if, it, if in the Joker film, Bruce Wayne was shown as a 12 year old, and then he's meeting Batman as a 30 year old, mm. uh, sort of like 15 years or whatever would have had to have elapsed, wouldn't it? Mm. When I suppose makeup and they shit. They could age him. They yeah. could age him. Yeah, I suppose it could. It could, I guess it, yeah, I guess it could kind yeah. of work. Um, whether we want to reprise the role, I don't know. Hmm. Um, did, did he bring anything new to the table? Everyone goes on about his performance, yeah. It's yeah. a very committed, he, I mean, he, he's basically a one-man show. It is, hmm. it is very much a one-man show, really. Um, no one else really, you know, there are some sort of peripheral characters who get a little bit of lip service, but... Generally, is just he's pretty much on screen the whole time. Mm. So, you know, it is it is a that's quite a big task, isn't it, to to sort of carry yeah, the whole yeah. film. Mm. And um, yeah, I guess he does do it. I mean, it's a very committed performance. It's very different than perhaps the other, you know, like Heath Ledger, mm. and very different than Jack Nicholson's. Obviously, mm. I mean, it's poles apart really. It, it, it leans more to the to the Heath Ledger. Although you what you like. Again, I'm not really that up on the comic books or anything, but people have said that he just seems to be a lunatic and um, there was always method in the madness with the character Joker, right. whereas you, you, this is not a guy you could think could be like a criminal mastermind because he's right. just... Uh, off he's just his, mental. He's, yeah, just mental. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, Joker was a sociopath or psychotic or whatever, perhaps more like a uh, Patrick Bateman type. Right. narcissist you know right. but yeah, like yeah. but the, you know there was real kind of yeah animalistic intelligence with mm. with with abatement wasn't there with, like mm. you say with this guy he's just the fucked in the head yeah so could he really rally a 
a load of acolytes and you know the, the Joker gang could he really marshal a load of people to his cause mm. maybe if they were all like him maybe yeah <laughs> but I don't know but like I say not knowing enough about the comic I don't really know mm. I know I know Arkham Asylum there was a comic book where it's set in Arkham Asylum where Joker has been committed to and there's like a like a break you know they, he breaks out of Arkham mm. Asylum so you know he he has been shown to have mental issues in in the comic, mm. but not as far gone as he no. is in in the, in this movie at least. I suppose he could clean his act up a little bit and mm. become a bit more measured and focused. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some of it just didn't quite. Re I mean, it's it, it is for what it is. It's entertaining, but <clears throat> it's just not groundbreaking, really. So how does it tackle the mental health? Problems that he's got, then is it sympathetic? To oh them yeah, or yeah, it's like, quite. Yeah, you know, or is it? I mean, you could say it's a little bit. Um, predict what? Well, predict was the right word. It's a bit formulaic, I guess. How he's so basically, he you know he's, he he was adopted. It sort of ticks all the you know the sort of um, mental illness boxes. He mm. he was adopted as a child. He was. Um, abused as a child, mm. yeah, neglected, yeah, neglected, wasn't loved by his, mm. you know, by his parents. Um, the cliches of, you know, recipe for psychotic behaviour. Um, there's a there's a there's a suggestion that he was he sustained a head injury, so that's that may have caused, right, you know, mental illness as well, and he's sort of bipolar, and he takes loads of medication for his bipolar, oh, okay. so it ticks all the you know, mm. mental health mm. boxes, really. Um, and that's what's made him like he is, and he's got a job as a clown, but he's crying on the inside. You know, it's all a front. Mm. So, yeah, you could say it's a little bit cliched. Uh, it does, you know, it kind of just about manages to suspend disbelief, is that the word? Just, it, just, it just about manages, I think, to get away with all the cliches mm. and still make it like a compelling... You know drama but you know i think like i said I've, having seen other films that sort of uh, plow a similar furrow it, it doesn't offer anything really new and thought i, I didn't come out and think yeah that's really thought provoking that mm. um it, it, it didn't really stay with me that long after watching it it was it was you know enjoyable watching it if enjoyable is the right word mm. um or entertaining but you know it probably it was it's it it wouldn't stay with me any longer than your average marvel superhero movie right, to be fair so it's slightly disposable really. yeah, yeah yeah basically i mean they're not gonna as uh, i mean you, there's lots Dressed of up as something else yes exactly yeah. exactly it, that's exactly it um and they've, it's been promoted as such because you know it's it's that's a good sell isn't it it's a good sell if you put groundbreaking mm. and you know you put that on a poster and you know, it, I think a lot of it's marketing hyperbole, really. Mm. But I can't imagine, although people have said they're going to be talking about this for years to come, I can't imagine it still being talked about, like Taxi Driver mm. is still being talked about, and Fight Club, and in perhaps slightly a lesser way, um, Falling Down, mm. which is still talked about. I mean, you know, Taxi Driver is a film that's like, what's that, 40 years old? More than that, isn't yeah. it? Probably nearly 50 years old yeah. now. You know, it's not going to be spoken about, I, I can't imagine. But like you say, um, a lot of... The young film goes now wouldn't have 
across the no, street. No, exactly. Yeah, you know, I'm sure there are some that I have think, seen them. I think, I, yeah. I do know their yeah. film history, but vast majority <clears throat> probably won't be aware. No. I mean, it's I mean, it's it's positive. It's good that it's found an audience and it's got more people to the cinema because it has. It's really connected with um, perhaps a younger audience. Mm. Um, so that's good. It's good for box office and hopefully, but you know, will it inspire filmmakers? Will it inspire the kind of material that's made? Maybe not. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's still, you know, like you said, it's still something dressed up as something else. Mm. You know, it, it is like a bit. Of, it is a bit fake in that yeah. regard. It's you know, um, <clears throat> are we going to get loads of comic book characters or comic book movies that are just going to be like, are we going to put a, like a grittier edge on it and mm. make it um, sort of like a psychodrama? Yeah. Well, you know, that's not really any better for original content, is it? No. We're just going to get more of the same stuff. You know, um, and it's still like that's the thing. It's still riding the whole comic book coattail. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's not. Where's where's the good? Where's the good original material that mm. isn't a remake or a retelling or a reboot or, yeah. a, you know. You know, Taxi Driver was an original story, wasn't it? Mm. You know, this is just a copy of a copy of a copy. Yeah, um, like you say, dressed up as it's got a little bit of. It's got a bit of a you know um, a superhero costume attached to it, but um, it'd be nice to see something <clears throat> original. Mm. It's still it's still you know it's still kind of it's still a comic book film that is squeezing out original, more obscure original material. I would say potentially because it's just going to run and run and yeah. I, I don't know the appetite. Yeah, you know, the appetite. It's like all this horror stuff that you get. That's just like it's just. It is almost like a photocopy or like a carbon copy of something that's already been, you know, we're up to like, oh my God, there's like, I mean, I lose count, but it's like the Conjuring movies, I don't know if you've heard of those. Yeah, I've heard of them. But there's like, well, I've not seen any of them, but there's like three or four of those, right. Paranormal Activity, do you remember that? Mm. You've heard of those, there's about four or five of those. Mm. And the Conjuring had a spin-off, which was called Annabelle, because there was a doll in it. Like right. a possessed doll, right. and that span off into a, into another franchise. So I think there's been two of them, right. and that span off into something else. I think because there was, I mean, I, I'm not really up on all this, but there was a nun in some uh. one of these films, and now she's got her own movie. <laughs> it's like it's just ridiculous. It's yeah. all spawned from one film. Yeah. So there's the and nun milk as well. Oh, oh, exactly. It, it's you know, exactly kind of one exactly. idea. Exactly. Try and. Uh... And it really is the law of diminishing returns. It really is because yeah. the the more they milk it, the weaker. Even if it's a yeah. it's a pretty weak, weak idea to begin with, yeah. and then it just becomes weaker and weaker. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, I, I guess in this in this current, you know, if this kind of decade or whatever of movies is probably known, we remember for anything, it will be for the the reboot and the and the sequels mm. and the spin offs. Mm. But you know, where's the original stuff? Yeah, I think that's getting harder to track that's down. A very good question. There's nothing <clears throat> that I can think of. Well, one thing, up, another film that I think we're going to talk about was um, The Day Shall Come, which mm. you've seen, I haven't. Um, yeah, well, there, there, um, there's probably an example of something where that will be 
dismissed in favour of these more showy, controversial. I mean, I mean that's controversial in its own way, but it's 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 quietly controversial. It's not like you know, it's not kind of it's not shouting it from the rooftops. It's it's and I'm, and I'm sure that, you know the fact that Joker's been such a massive success that the box office for that will suffer because people, you know, they don't want to see that kind of. Mm thought-provoking material they'd rather see something that's a comic book film that's pretending to be thought-provoking yeah because it's reassuring like you know even if you if you find the subject matter uncomfortable are you still got the old but it's a comic book origin story to fall back on yeah and that'll get you know if you said the day shall come was a was like um i don't know a daredevil origin movie you'd probably get more people in mm. to watch it but because it's a standalone you know, oh, you know, it's all about 9-11, that's so, oh, 9-11, that's so mm. long ago. Yeah. I mean, it's not directly about 9-11, but indirectly mm. it is. Uh, oh, haven't, haven't we done that? We've seen that film, we've seen 9-11, let's forget about it, you know, mm. it's over. Yeah. You know, let, let, it, let it just slide, you know, let's, let's, let's watch another comic book origin film. It's much more sort of... Entertaining. Yeah, yeah. and reassuring. Yeah. You know, so I think, yeah, that's, that's a problem with They've got a recipe, marketing. haven't they? You know, the studio's with like all the Marvel films, there's a recipe that they follow. Yeah. You know, almost uh, methodically. Well, well they're, com they're like, com you know. what's the word? They're like the committee sort of mentality. It's like, they're all focus group to death. Yeah, it's they? like how to make a blockbuster. Yeah. Um, add, add, yeah, whatever. Add a superhero, add some, a few big names. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> Well, it's interesting to go back. I know we're kind of digressing from the day she'll come, but I'll get back on that. It's interesting to think how... I mean, I remember the first Iron Man film. And, the, and we'd had Spider-Man. We'd had the Sam Raimi um, Spider-Man films. And we'd had, the, we'd had the Brian Singer X-Men films at that point. So it wasn't really... But I remember it being a risky proposition because X-Men had kind of come out of nowhere, but it kind of, it kind of had become a brand in mm. itself. So that so at the time, I mean, I know the third one X Men film was a dud, but I mean, at the time it was a, that was a um, a pretty much a fail safe money spinner. Same with the Spider Man movies, you know, Spider Man was a massive hit. Uh, Sam Raimi and um, Tobey Maguire mm. movies, they were sure for, they were licensed to print money, so you, they knew that the sequels were going to be big. And but Iron Man was a bit of an unknown quantity because a no one really knew. Well, I suppose. American readers would probably know more about Iron Man, but globally it wasn't a known mm. property. Mm. And at the time, getting Robert Downey Jr. to play him was risky yeah. because you know he had all these troubles and problems, and hadn't really had a hit. No, really, no. The film he did before was Kiss, was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which basically flopped and mm. faded into obscurity. I think it's a really good yeah, film. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's 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 kind of different and quirky That's and with Val Kilmer, with Val Kilmer. Yeah. and it's a bit left field you know it's mm. and it's um, Shane Black who well I was going to say could write really good zingers and dialogue but having seen the Predator that he worked on mm. I'm not sure if his his powers are diminishing but, but anyway his writing was very strong in that um, and he, I'm sure he wrote them there's a film called The Nice Guys with um I think I've spoke oh, to you about yeah. this. You, have you ever watched that? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe yeah. and Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Which has got some awesome dialogue in it. I think I've watched... I, I, had, I didn't watch it all. Not a great not, film, not. 
it's a bit of a cliche storyline, but the, the dialogue carries it because the dialogue is so good. It's a little bit Big Lebowski type mm. and that kind of thing, a missing girl, Hollywood. It's kind of sort of been done. But it, the, the dialogue was really great, hard-boiled sort of, you know, um, what's his name? He was the famous shoestring. Oh. It, not Bugsy Malone. Who was, what was his name? No, oh, you know, didn't Stacey Keach play him in the TV? Marlowe. Yeah, Philip Marlowe. Yeah, yeah Philip Marlowe type dialogue. Um, the Femme Fatale and all that. But anyway, so yeah, so um, getting Downey Jr. was a risky thing and no one thought the MCU, as it's now called, Marvel Cinematic Universe, no one knew that was really going to take off. So Iron Man was a risk. But then once that broke fairly big, um, and then obviously since then we've had the whole MCU, the global phenomenon, the billions of dollars that it's mm. made. I mean, it is, it's been a pretty much a license to print money. Mm. Although I think they're going to have trouble with the next batch because looking at what's coming out, it's you know I'm not really up with my, with my Marvel stuff hundred percent. They're scraping the barrel. Well, they are, yeah. I mean, it, with it, the superheroes. Exactly, it really is. You know, it, I, I saw. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, um, Aquaman. I didn't see. It. I heard it was bad. That's yeah. DC though. But oh, that's DC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, see, even, I don't even. But even so, it looked terrible. Yeah, and I had watched the Justice League, which Aquaman was in, and oh, that okay. was that was awful. And the, and the Superman, Batman movies. Batman, that's 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 Marvel. Marvel, yeah. I mean, that yeah. was a big risk because no one's even American audience hadn't really heard of Ant Man. And what else was there? What are the you, you got are Thor? The I mean, you got the standalone film. You got Black Panther, Thor. Um, I think they're trying to think of the standalone films now. Uh, Captain, not Captain, Captain America. Mm. Uh, Doctor Strange, which is oh yeah, Cumberbatch, yeah, the wizardy type magic guy. Um, I think he's Shackwood as well. Maybe your brother would like him. <laughs> but um, uh, but of the Avengers, what is it? Hawkeye, Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hulk, obviously, um, Thor. So they're your, they're your sort of core mm. characters. But I mean, by all accounts, I mean they're getting older now, and. Mm. Um, we're either going to get reboots, aren't we? So they're going to recast these characters, which is always dodgy because people don't always take the So, new... see, I... Go on. Let's go from someone who's not really followed I've, the I've MCU. maybe watched one or two of the Avenger films, so I've not followed the whole thing. But uh, I, I, th I thought, like, the last one... <clears throat> I don't know what it was called. In Infinity War, was it? Endgame, no, yeah. Sorry. yeah, Avengers Endgame. I thought that's, that's the end. That's the end of. That's it. We've, we're yeah. done. Disney's done. Yeah. But no, so, no, no. So what? What's next? Well, then? we've got next. We've got we've got a Black Widow standalone movie. Black Widow is the Scarlett Johansson character, but she died in Endgame. But this, by all accounts, is going to be a prequel. So whether they're going to de-age her or just that's another thing, isn't it? Prequels. So prequels. Yeah. yeah. Sequels. Prequels. Um, reboots. Reboots, yeah. It's, it could it's, go it's a prequel of a prequel. It just yeah. it, it is almost like pop will eat itself, wouldn't it? And then they, they, yeah, like you say, they'll reboot when there's a next generation. Well, they did it with Spider-Man, but they did it... This was the thing with Spider-Man. It hadn't even been 10 years and they mm. rebooted it already. So you had the... the um, I'm, quite, I'm surprised that Spider-Man's still going, really. I'm surprised after the last film because the last film was pretty was it? desperate and tired. I found it quite. 
I actually find it very, I actually find it tedious. Oh, right. Okay. And, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not so sort of a big fan. I go and see these things out of, I think sometimes I go and see them just so I can be, uh, you know, um, antagonised. They antagonise me, but I like being antagonised. <laughs> so I go and see them just so I can get a bit rankled, you know, riled up. I mean, sometimes they're, sometimes they're surprised you. Like Thor Ragnarok was actually a, an entertaining film yeah. and it actually sort of like satirised the genre. So it was like, it was like a piss take, really, mm. of a superhero film, which I liked because it was like, ah, oh, a bit like The Boys, which is on Amazon Prime, which oh, yeah. I don't know you if you've seen, about but that is, yeah, that's basically, uh, it's basically a total piss take of superheroes mm. and all the better for it because they are rather stupid, aren't they? They're mm. just like, they're pious and they're pompous and they're, they're you know, self-righteous. And yeah, they're, 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 they're save the world. Yeah, I mean, they're due for knocking down, yeah. aren't they, and yeah. to be made, made fun of. Um, so yeah, Thor Ragnarok was that kind of film, and it and it kind of worked. Um, is it still going? Yeah, I'm just checking oh, cool. the, the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Maybe that's a good time to. Is that a text or a? No, no, no. Back to the future. That might work quite good. With, uh, well, that's yeah. Back to the future. I'm just going to watch that the other night again. Actually, Back to the Future. I've been oh, watching right. it for ages. Um, but yeah, sorry. You carry on. So you're not being with the not being up on them. No. Uh... I think the last film. I think the strain is showing, as in they're becoming a bit tired and they're rehashing plot lines and plots, mm. and now they're becoming rather predictable. So, um, the Spider Man, yeah, because you had Tony Disney, Disney, they've, they've loaned, uh, Columbia Pictures have loaned Spider Man because it's all that whole thing about who owns what, studios own what, because X Men is, um, is a Marvel comic, mm. but and Disney bought Marvel. But Fox own the movie rights. Movie rights. Oh right. And the same Columbia owned when they, when Marvel Comics were dishing out movie rights. Mm. Um, so presumably they're all making money out of it then. Like, or I guess Marvel makes Marvel make Marvel who have now obviously been absorbed by Disney. Mm. So they because basically you know Marvel like um, Disney were like well fuck this we're going to own all these properties this IP, all these IPs. Mm. So they bought Lucasfilm obviously the Star Wars movies. Mm. They bought Marvel Comics. Although, by the sounds of it, I mean, I, I, my, my few contacts over in America, by all accounts, comic book sales in America are hemorrhaging and they're basically, there's all even right. talk they're going to kill off the comic line because it's not all making right. any money. So it, would move, it, it could be that it's just purely cinematic. That's weird, isn't it? It is you weird. Would, you would think that would... But they've got no interest. monetary interest in, you know, like, you know, magazine sales are down, yeah, I guess it's book like, sales are saying it's like pittance. Yeah, but they look at the bottom line, don't they? Yeah. It's all about the shareholders. Mm. And they're saying, well, why are you fucking printing these comic books? No one's fucking buying them. them. They're, they're costing us money. Men. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, our age are buying yeah. them. Kids Not, aren't buying kids, them. No. Kids don't want a fucking comic book. No. Um, they'll go and see a movie. They're going to see like a, a Thor movie or an Avengers movie. They probably don't understand the whole concept of like actually buying a... A physical thing of like, reading it, yeah, no. or even reading. Yeah, reading's becoming. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a teenage boy, but um, my understanding is it's video games and yeah. YouTube and yeah. stuff like that these days. And you know, reading anything, whether it's book or a comic, is mm. quite alien unless it's like a textbook for school, maybe a school book. Um, so yeah, there's no money in it. So there's, there's the talk of them gonna, you know, so you, so you've got the you've got the um, You've got the situation where the uh, the movie, for example, um, oh, what's the fucking movie? So it's almost like the um, 
you know, it's killed the thing that it came from. Yeah, yeah, basically. You know, the, the success of the films has, like, destroyed... Yeah, I mean, Guardians, no, no, no. Guardians of the Galaxy, okay, huge, yeah, it's basically, yeah, one, yeah exactly, it's yeah. Killed, killed the other medium, Guardian, Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a huge, it was a huge Marvel superhero hit, but the comic book has been cancelled, so right. you, so now it only exists in cinematic form, um, and there might be the odd spin-off they do now again, or maybe the characters will rip, I mean, it, yeah, it could be that, I think I think still the main the major characters like your your Spider Man and your Batman hmm. that's DC but and Superman and um, you know they're still clinging on hmm. but even them sales are like they're not great so on your Facebook you've got a thing about um, I think it's like a crowdfunding thing oh yeah for, yeah for, for a comic. Um, I don't know if you've seen how much how 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 that is struggling to make money. Oh right. I mean, it used. I mean, you know, I I backed it obviously because I'm a big. Fan I thought, of um, you know, when we went to that thing in Eastbourne, I bought Zachary. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, Rock Zach. of the Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's football. Yeah, it's, it's football related, and it's got a bit of sci-fi in it as well. Yeah. It's kind of. I mean, I'm not a massive football fan. In fact, I'm not a football fan at all. Um, I I read them. I I basically was I I bought the comic to support the the writer mm. and the artist, and I and I like his work. So he's but, he's the guy who wrote Ghost Dread, obviously. But John Wagner. They're struggling to raise the money. I think I think it is, and and to me, I, I'm very surprised by that because, and it, it's a valid point because someone put on a forum. They said, with all the fans, like the 2000 AD fans that exist, because mm. you don't have to pledge. You know, you don't have to pledge like the um, the, the amount to get the graphic novel. You can just mm. pledge. You can just pledge a pound. Mm. So it's not asking for a great deal of money. But if you put all the people who read two thousand AD, um, uh, I mean, I don't know what sales are. I mean, sales of that aren't great. I think it might. I think it sells about twenty thousand copies a week, which is right. not a lot. I mean, I mean, back in the seventies, it was selling like two hundred fifty thousand copies mm. a week. So it can't really be making. It's it. They what make a, think I think they make a little bit on what they call residual sales, which is when they collect it as a graphic novel mm. and people buy the graphic novels. Right. So they, and so they can you know it, they can reprint it. Yeah. So I think mate, it probably goes into the <clears throat> is it the red, is the red good or black is the black black. It, I think it goes into the black when they probably do reprints right. and people buy and there collected. Are maybe enough people out there to buy. Yeah. The weekly, so I think just about it's probably breaking even, maybe maybe making a little bit of money, mm. you know, but not, you know, it's not making millions. Yeah, but they're not. But yeah, this crowdfunding thing, like you were saying, I mean, I find that because if you, even if you had twenty thousand, I'm I'm trying to think what the amount is asking for. I think it's asking for twenty eight thousand pounds to. What is that to? Do that's then? to print it and to, to, to pay like, the artist. Do the whole what? For you get a graphic novel at the end. Oh, okay. Of it. Yeah. So if you. So they're not producing a comic. Like a, that you could go and buy. No, no well, I mean, that, a, it'll be a graphic novel. It'll be a graphic novel. Yeah, it won't be like um, individual issues. <clears throat> they they did in the past. Right. But it wasn't financially viable, so they've gone this approach, a crowdfunding okay. approach. But um, but like you say, I mean, you know, like I said, if if even if every two thousand AD reader just pledged like two quid, mm. that would have been it. It would that would have hit its goal. Mm. But people just aren't. Um, well, I mean, good. they are. There's, you know, I think it's I think it's made. I think it's up to. Oh, last time I looked, I think it's 18,000, 18, I think it's up at the moment, with that with another thirteen days to go or something. Right. So it's got to make ten grand in the last two weeks, basically. 
it's, it's an uphill struggle, I think. But yeah, there's so many similar things, isn't there? Like crowdfunding things. Oh yeah, it's, comp it's made, competing. You know, it's competitive. I mean, I, it is competitive, and I mean, I, I've. Um, but again, I think like you know, you, like, like, like we alluded to, uh, donated. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I have because you know, I, I, I want to support the, the creators, and you know, um, and I like, I like their stuff, and I liked Rock of the Red, which was the first one. This is oh, what's this one going to be called? Pink. No, why is it Rock of the? It's still Rock of the Red, but it's something else. I don't. Know, I got a preview comic copy of it. I bought a preview of it. They did print one, the first issue off. Um, that's really annoyed me now. Yeah. Ashley's just going to find the uh, comic. No, I can't find it. I was reading it the other day. Oh, it's called Rock of the God. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, because he's been, he's been promoted to godlike status. But this is more sci-fi than the, the football stuff's taken a little bit of a backseat in this one. By the looks of it, they've made it more of a sci-fi comic. I think it's a hard, it's a hard, I think by the, admi the admission of the of the creators, it's a hard one to sell because it's 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 sports mm. and football is quite. It's it's a big thing, isn't it? Football, but it's niche mm. in in comic form. Um, you know, I, think, so. I, I suppose it's got precedence with um, Roy the Rovers and stuff, which I've yeah. also rebooted. Mm. That's been revived. Oh, okay. Um, by Rebellion because Rebellion basically bought who's the company owns 2000 AD they basically bought they bought an archive of thousands and thousands of comics and they now own Roy the Rovers they own the not the Beano Beano's still going but they uh, like Wizard and Chips and all those all right. IPC what, so and, they, do they plan to like they, slowly yes I right. think what in uh, well, standalone comics I think I think there is if I think they're just testing the water to see it and then reprints and reprints of um you know, the oh, old right. comics, so, okay. so they'll reprint the them. Collectors. Come on, yeah, do you remember, um, not Commander, that's a separate thing, uh, Battle? Oh, yeah, yeah. Battle? So yeah. They own that as well now. Oh, okay. So they're, you know, they're reissuing Battle stories oh, right. from back in the day. Um, and, you know, and quite nice, sumptuous... The nostalgic. Yes, they're going for that market. Because yeah. obviously young people aren't going to remember mm. that, but our age group remember mm. Battle, and for girls it was Misty and... And Scream was a horror comic that didn't last very long, but they bought <clears> that as well. They, they're kind of testing the water with reviving some of these mm. um, comics because they're also now like moving into film production as well. I think they've also got an eye to creating cinematic, you know, properties with these IPs. Right. So they, are, you, you, I could quite. So on a smaller level. Rebellion are doing what Disney. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I know, exactly. Kind of like. You know, on the comic. Yeah, I level. think they've seen the MCU model, and they they are in a very small British, very you know colloquial yeah. British way. They're doing the same sort of thing. They're right. going, you know, this is work for, you know. So we can do that. And we own this, and they can yeah. make video games, and because they mm. they're a video game manufacturer yeah. as well, so they can produce video games, and you know, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, here's you know potential one. So you got they own Roy the Rovers, so mm. you could have a movie, couldn't you? That's mm. a, that's not going to cost yeah, you a yeah. lot of money. No. So you could do a football game mm. like FIFA, and yeah. you call it Royal the Rovers. You know, just give it that name, mm. like like we had back in the eighties. You remember Daley Thompson the Caffeine? Yes, we had yeah. all the sports stars here. Yeah. You know, I know Royal the Rovers is a fictitious character, mm. but um, you you got Battle where you could have like a war movie. Yeah. You know, they they it's a very shrewd, potentially mm. investment. Mm. You know, you could have another Dread film. You could have a 
Strontium Dog film, a Rogue Trigger film, which is in is in production with um, I'd say David Duncan. Jones, Duncan Jones. Um, yeah, so it's quite it is a shrewd move, mm. and whether it'll pay off, sort of more of a that's a long term. It's a long yeah, yeah long yeah, term. They're looking. They're projecting into the future, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, as long as the comic book stroke. You know, whatever all these cinematic universes versus yeah, bubble could, could burst. burst. Yeah, as long as they don't burst. It, well, eventually it will, won't it? Yeah, you would think. You think? Yeah, because it is kind of cyclical, isn't it? Yeah. Like fashion and and yeah. things like that. It goes it's, around and then it's not trending anymore. It? Yeah, it's like in vogue. To, to. But I do think with the new, like you said about Marvel scraping the barrel with the characters, I think it is showing signs of strain because what I've seen that's going to come out in the next. So I think they're projected for the next. There, there was some like a convention in America, and I, and I, you know, I have a cursory interest in it. Just to sort of, I'm, I'm no massive fan of American comics or the comic book characters, but I, I sort of have a cursory interest in the industry. And they've kind of, I think they've got a slate now that takes them up to about, I think it's 2028. Oh right. So we're going to get Marvel films. Yeah, that's quite risky, isn't it? It is. Because it only takes really one really shit film to you get, possibly... You get, a, you get a couple of flops yeah. out of that lot, and that could really... Damp- like, like, like Disney did with the Star Wars Well, movies. I was going to say, yeah, like the Han Solo. Yeah, which... which... I, I, again, can't really comment on it because I didn't see it, but I know what you said about it, and I read it. Reviews of it. Yeah, yeah. Was, you, know, you know enough to it wasn't a to, bit to know it wasn't weak. received very well. It was yeah. very weak. What do you? What do you? It was like there, a TV movie. Is there a, one coming out? Another Star Wars? What are they doing? Well, they, they had a whole slate with them. They were going to have. They were going to have a. Um, what do they call it? They were going to have saga movies. So the saga was the continuing story. Like you had episode one, two, three, four, mm. five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then every other year. Bit like Euros and the World Cup. Mm. Every other year, you'd have like a a standalone or a spin-off film. Right. So you'd have spin-off film, saga movie, spin-off film, saga. Bit like so I'd done again, with, what I'd done with the Marvel yeah, universe. They're just like, like you were saying about those shitty sort of horror films where yeah, yeah. They've, they've yeah taken another character yeah, from yeah, the yeah. film. You know, Conjuring Fifty Seven, yeah. The Nun Two, Menace, Conjuring yeah. Fifty Eight, The Nun Three. Yeah. It's the same model. Yeah. Like you can say, you can you can definitely tell how in the board in the in the your Hollywood board yeah. boardrooms they've gone this this formula works mm. at the moment it does so we want we want a piece of that. Then, I mean Universal started one. They were going to have this cinematic monster universe. Okay. Because Universal and Frankenstein, the Wolfman, I don't know if you remember these from Dracula. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, they oh, have and the, they're, do, they're doing it with Godzilla, aren't they? Godzilla, with fucking King same Kong, thing again. King but the Kong. trouble with the, the Universal monster universe, or cinematic universe, is it fucking flopped. Oh, right. They did Dracula, just about, you know, mm. middling box office. The Mummy, which was, um, yeah. they had Dead Surf, that's got Tom Cruise in it, for mm. Christ's sake. It's, good. it's a, it's, it's, you know, it's a guaranteed money winner. Didn't make a lot of money and was critically absolutely panned for good reason because it's terrible. I mean, it's so bad actually. It's it is worth watching. It's one of those films. It is so. Mm. I mean, I must admit, it, I I couldn't quite believe Tom Cruise was in it. He gives he gives an awful performance. It's like he's in a totally different film. Everyone else around him seems to be in a different film than mm. he's in. He's in a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. But they're all in a completely different right. movie, and it's just it's so tonally all over the I place. I didn't. I didn't understand why they sort of. 
well now and now they haven't they've, they've, they basically have quit that because it was going to be there was there was a there was a picture of like that was doing the rounds five years ago now probably something and it was Cruz, johnny depp and someone else i can't remember now and they were like all sat on a chair together and they basically they were talking they were going to talk about they were talking up they were bigging up the cinematic i don't know what johnny depp was going to be in but it never happened basically the oh, film right. he was going to be in they basically scrapped it oh, we're not doing it because every film was basically badly received and a flop so the wolfman which i think had Benicio de Toro in it with Anthony oh, Hopkins. Right. Never yeah, watched yeah. it, but yes, yeah. have you seen it? I think I did. Did yeah. you? Did you yeah. bad? Yeah, it was. Okay, it's bad. bad. Yeah. So I think that was you had that, and then you had Dracula, which had this Welsh actor in it. I can't think of his name now, which looked pretty good, but because they were all aiming for like PG 13s as well, they were all the 12 mm. A. They were open, you know, like Dracula. It's blood and guts, isn't it? Mm. And I think it was a 15 over here, but in America it was a PG 13. But they were trying to make, and the Mummy again was a PG 13 in America, but a 15 over here. Mm. But they were trying to make them like mass. They were trying to marvelise them, if, right. that, if that's a word. Mm. They were trying to make them for general consumption. <clears throat> you know, so why would you want a vampire movie or a or a mummy movie that's like a kiddies film? Mm. But that's what they did with it, and it mm. just backfired. And because I think they, I think Creature from the Black Lagoon was going to be all the they owned the rights to that, and there was perhaps talk of a Jekyll and Hyde movie because in the Mummy. Um, Russell Crowe is Jekyll and Hyde, oh, or right. Jekyll or whatever, you know, right. Doctor Jekyll, and but obviously all that stuff's being scrapped because mm. it just it was a no, it was a non-starter basically. It was mm. still born the whole idea. Mm. But yeah, but you're right in what you say. Universal looked at the Marvel model, like you said with Godzilla, because mm. now we've had Kong. Yeah, we've had Godzilla, we've had Kong Skull Island, we have had Godzilla two, mm. and there's a cameo at the end of that with Kong. So now we're going to have Godzilla versus Kong. Mm. So yeah, it's a monster yeah. cinematic yeah. universe. Um, it is kind of creatively bankrupt, isn't it? Yeah, really, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the word we're looking for. Yeah. And yeah, like Mar um, Marvel have done it with um, Disney have done it with the Star Wars films. They've they've basically they're milking the Star Wars franchise mm. for all it's worth, mm. and that didn't pan out because we were going to have a Boba Fett apparently standalone movie, mm. and now. That was scrapped because Solo's reception was so poor and the box office was so bad. Mm. But but now but they're using a lot of that now to launch their Disney Plus, right? Streaming mm. pay per view site. So yeah, all the stuff yeah. that was going to be cinematic is going to be stuck on the TV now. Is that just all going to be Disney then? Stuff. Dis Disney Plus. Yeah. What it's called? Is it like their archive? And, you know, I think it's their old stuff and it'll be new stuff, stuff as well. There's a Bob. There's a not. It's not called Boba Fett. Is it? It's called The Mandalorian. Boba Fett is. He's from the race of the Mandalorians. If you need that, he's a Mandalorian. So there's a show, there's a show called The Mandalorian coming out, which is not Boba Fett. It's another Mandalorian. All right, <laughs> you might want it to be Boba Fett. He'll probably cameo in it. But really, what why I'm really interested in seeing that, which is this is like mad casting, is they've cast um, Werner Herzog in it. All oh, right. Talk about left field casting. Uh, he's got yeah. So I, I think it should probably be worth watching just because he's in it. It's like yeah, real. Oh, he's got to be seventies, is he? Yeah. But he's like some sort of um, bounty hunter. He's mental. Well. He's mental. Yeah. He comes across mental. Uh, I've seen a, a, a trailer for it. He's mental in it. He's just crazy. He's a crazy guy. Yeah. You know, he's you know he, I mean he worked with um, um, Klaus Kinski. Mm. He doesn't make you mental in it. So. Yeah. There's definitely a bit of wide-eyed insanity in, yeah, in the yeah. trailer I saw, which could probably only be to the to the series' benefit. But, but 
But it's still, you know, it's an old... They're still flogging it, aren't they? It's, it's still an old... Mm. I'll tell you what, I saw a trailer for. I think it's on Sky. It, uh, Watchmen. Yeah, they've rebooted that. Yeah, with Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Yeah. Who's he? Who I'm not, is he? Is he Watcher? No. Is he... Um, is he, is he just uh, Captain Manhattan or whatever? He's Doctor Manhattan. Sort of nasty. He's a bad guy, is he? Well, he must be. Well, who would he be then? Who else is in it? I can't remember. Has he got some big? Oh, is Robert Redford in it or something? I don't know. Robert Redford is in it. I read somewhere. I read he's playing President Robert Redford. Oh, right. He's actually playing himself as oh, the president. Right. He's oh. President Robert Redford, and he is Robert <laughs> Redford. Clearly, that's a bit meta, isn't it? So yeah, he's playing himself as the president. All oh, right. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's playing Robert Redford. He might just be a president who's called Robert Redford, but he is Robert Redford, obviously. But I don't think he's like. I don't think he's. A, he might be. He might be. He might be like so meta because Reagan was a fucking president. He'd wouldn't be he? better than. He'd be better than Trump, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So maybe they thought, yeah, what if yeah. Robert Redford became the he president? Looks like the president. He does look very pre- yeah. presidential, doesn't he? So yeah. and using all the president's men. Yeah. There's a little nod and a wink there to that, yeah. isn't there? So, so yeah, he's, yeah. he's playing the president apparently. I'd, I'd vote for him. I'd vote for Robert Redford definitely. Yeah, me too. Um, if we could vote in the American elections. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, that and um, and apparently it's like nothing like the comic. Oh, right. So they've taken the characters and they basically turned it into something completely different. Mm. So there's been a bit of an uproar in the comic fraternity. Oh, like, so right. Why, oh, yeah. why bother making Watchmen if it's not Watchmen? But then again, mm. Watchmen has been made before by Zack Snyder mm. in the film Watchmen that we mm. went to see, didn't we, many years yeah. ago? And mixed feelings about it. It was all right. Um, it was quite sort of gritty and. It had its moments, didn't it? Have it changed s- the ending. Which have you still got the copy of that? That you've the movie, the book. Oh, the book that I that I nicked from the Nookie Bar Kids. Nookie Bar Kids, yeah. Yes, yeah, I've still got that somewhere. I think I was packed away, but yeah, it was. It was he nicked it from a library, didn't he? And then I nicked oh, it from right. him. So it's like it was like it was Nick. Although, although Nikki said that wasn't the Nookie Bar Kids copy, she said it was from a bloke. She, Tim Nice McDim's coffee. Oh right. She thought it was Tim Nice McDim's coffee. Coffee, coffee, or coffee. Milky Bar Kid. Milky borrowed it, maybe. So it's like a, it's yeah. been like stolen three times or whatever. <laughs> but whoever's copy it was, I I ended up with it. It it landed finally with me, and I'm I'm a bit um I'm a bit torn about Watchmen because I. I struggle with it. I I. Everyone holds it up as like a classic, which I suppose it is. Um, it was one of the first sort of um, adult sort of um, comic books when when that was a thing like everything had to be dark and brooding and you know gritty. But I think Alan Moore, who wrote it, I think he's done better stuff. I don't mm. think it's. I think I think for the Ameri- it was probably the Americans' first exposure to him as a writer because mm. he used to write for Two Thousand AD and he did stuff like Skiz, which was an ET sort of rip off. Um, he did Halo Jones, which I still think is the best thing he's ever written, which is. She's like, a, it's just a simple story, but it's just like a, a, a woman or a girl, she's like a young girl set in the future, mm. and it's just about her going shopping and stuff. Mm. But then she gets involved um, and ends up, she gets involved in like criminals, criminality, and then she ends up joining the army resistance and starts, you know, it's kind of like the arc is kind of like the, um, how this quite um, optimistic girl is sort of corrupted by her experiences and becomes a sort of embittered mm. sort of warrior type so it's got it's, it's got a very interesting arc mm. and it's a, and it's really well written and the art's brilliant as well and i i that to me that's his, the best thing he's done right. I'm, i haven't read everything adam moore's done but um 
to me that's up there and Watchmen just wasn't, didn't grab me in that way maybe because it's about superheroes and I'm not really into superheroes mm. um, you know the silly costumes and all that and you know although you know it, it does sort of um, the, the comic does kind of deconstruct that and um, the whole sort of comic book concept it's all deconstructed and inverted and stuff mm. there is that to it but I couldn't get over the silly costumes to be honest with you like just as an owl oh right no but um, I think it's called Nightwatch as well. But um, but yes. So people who've seen the trailer, or I don't know if it's been screened yet in America, where they've gone like, "Oh, it's nothing like the comic," because it isn't. And that's you know, it's like, why have you bought this property just to do mm. something completely different with it? But I don't know. Just leave it. Mm. Don't bother. But I mean, apparently the reviews have been quite good, so maybe I mm. shouldn't sort of condemn it yet. But obviously, Alan Moore condemns it because he. He condemns every um, sort of cinematic adaptation yeah, of his work. He, he would prefer it to remain just a comic. Yeah, he's quite a purist in that in yeah. that regard. I don't think he's actually endorsed any of his. In fact, he's asked for his name. His name has been taken off everything. Um, but he must have. No, I don't. I, well, no, I think the story is that he he wouldn't take any money. He wouldn't take oh. because he doesn't own the Watchmen rights. They're oh, nothing, right. No, he, they're oh. DC own them anyway. Oh. So. Because it was a thing a few years ago, they continued the story of Watchmen, um, and they did like basically, basically they took his characters and then completely different writers continued the story. Oh, that and that it would dedicated. piss you off. Even yeah, it would more, piss you it? off even more because he created these mm. characters, him and Dave Gibbons together. Um, I think Dave Gibbons was slightly more diplomatic about it, um, because because I think he still gets some sort of. Um, reparations if that's the right word mm. financial reward from that i don't know about that i know he when the when the movie came out i think he did some um promotional art for it and it had his name on the film mm. it said based on characters i don't know how they worded it now but it's something like based on characters created by dave gibbons so he still got a, a name check no. alan moore's name wasn't on yeah. it um concepts maybe it was ideas and concepts maybe um yeah, I think he still gets res residuals from it, and he might have even got a little bit from the um, from the DC comic book spin-off mm. series, whether he did any covers for it, I don't know, I didn't follow it, but, but I know there was a bit of a furore about it, because it's like, you know, oh, it's, it's, it's sacrilegious, mm. you know, you're taking animals, characters, and um, but he didn't own them, mm. there's that whole debate about he yeah. sold them off to, mm. you know, D the comic probably wouldn't have been made if DC didn't stump up the cash to make right. and then it's that whole argument isn't it like so without them without the money it, it wouldn't have existed yeah. but but now it's kind of a corporate thing now and the, and the, the sort of creativity and the, the art has kind of mm. been licked and steined so and they squeezed out no of it. input on the no no the direction yeah and the same with this yeah same with this new series with jeremy irons in it so mm. um yeah i can't remember who else is in it no like i said i, be I believe robert redford's in it but that's what I read on mm. the internet, so that could be mm. wrong. But um, yeah, where, where we're, oh, days shall come, the long, 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 long we've got. Um, What's the time? It's half past. I will say this quickly about days shall come. Yeah. If, if you like Four Lions, mm -hmm. if you like Brass Eye, if you like Day to Day, if you like Chris Morris, other stuff, it's very much on that. That's <laughs> that quite freaky. It's it, you know it's very much in that vein, mm. and um, 
you know, and you and to be honest with you, you should like all those things. So you should like um, the day shall come. I, I, I think you know, I was sort of thinking about it and processing it. It's probably not quite as biting as Four Lions, mm. and um, you know the subject matter. It, I mean, it, it is it should anger people who watch it because it is basically about um, the, how the government basically creates criminals. They create criminality that isn't that doesn't exist, mm. and it's all to further their agenda. So they need they need a bogeyman. So they create a bogeyman. Mm. It's almost like you know, as it, it kind of justifies their existence. Yeah. So, you know, why have you got Homeland Security? Well, it's there to protect from terrorists. But they they end up actually like perpetuating the terror. They actually mm. create the create. terrorists. Yeah. And so they've created their own like to justify their existence. existence yeah. Yeah. And and that so that is quite and and how um you know which which are obviously obviously the story is fictitious, but it's based. As it says at the beginning, I think it's like based on four thousand truths. It says or something, mm. but there are true cases where basically you're you're fit up as a as a terrorist or a criminal, and then because it's it becomes it's it's under the auspices or under the banner of of um, homeland security, you don't even get due process like a proper trial. Mm. You basically you're a terrorist. We're going to take you off the streets. Mm. So without even a you know a lawyer or anything, or you plead, or you do it, you accept a plea bargain mm. because look the the difference is. It's a difference between thirty years or life, mm. where you'll take the thirty years rather than life. So people just, and it's normally it's generally always poor people, mm. or um, you know people who are so, yeah. large, you know, the, large, large people. Yeah. Silenced. yeah, basically because yeah. they can't afford a good lawyer, mm. they get some crappy lawyer, won't they? Mm. and a lawyer will say, "Look, take the plea bargain," mm. and it's like thirty years, you know, no remission or whatever, mm. and that's what they. And what have they done? They've done. Mm. They basically tried to buy weapons that were being supplied by the FBI mm. it's, a, it's a stitch up mm. basically it's mm. a massive stitch up and um, it does make you um, obviously it's set in America but I mean it make you question any justice system where mm. you know and you can guarantee it goes on over here as well where you, you know people are fitted up with crimes mm. you know so yeah they're, they're, they're creating it is a crazy concept but they are effectively like creating crimes that don't exist mm. phantom yeah terrorists and then, then being heralded yeah there's the saviors the of the nation blocking people up and and you know before they've done anything. yeah yeah well that's the other thing it's like that it's like <clears throat> almost it's like um pre-cog crime isn't it like in min a minority mm. report yeah. it's like predicting criminal yeah. predicting crime you may be a criminal in the yeah. future so we'll so lock you up now that could be anyone couldn't it yeah but they'll say well yeah you show you fit the Profile. Profile, yeah. so we're going to take you off the street so you can't in the future. In the future. So, I mean, that yeah. is just, that's not no. a just that's, legal system, is no. it? It's, it's, it's like, like a, you commit a crime and a, you pay for your crime. You don't pay for something you haven't done yet. No. That's 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 putting down. the cart before the horse, yeah. isn't it? Dictatorship, aren't you? Yeah. Like, which yeah. is where America is probably well, heading. Yeah. yeah, it gets to be it's like, so oh, really I don't like the look of you, or you look like a criminal, yeah. or you can, you know, it could get ridiculous, couldn't it? Mm. You know, you're, oh, what, your 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 grandfather was Hispanic. Yeah. Well, you must be a fucking criminal then. Yeah. So you're going away. And then it's going down the road of Nazism, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Cleansing. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, racial profiling. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's definitely worth watching. Um, and I recommend it. So yeah. Go see well, I will. it, people. I will. Or you. Yeah. And anyone else who's listening to this sort of <laughs> rather strange podcast. Yeah. This podcast. Well, I think it was um, pretty interesting. Yeah. Actually. Happy editing, Millie, yeah. for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to edit. Actually, it's my mouth. Yeah. yeah.
I might leave her in. She, yeah, you could leave her in. She wasn't asked for her opinion, but you know, <laughs> she, she did ask you for a cup of tea. Yeah. 